Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Ladies and gentlemen, two men from opposite ends of the physical, cultural and emotional spectrums. Flats and Shanks. Hello everyone and welcome to episode approximately 16 of our weekly podcast. I'm David Flatman. I'm Tom Shanklin. Hi Tom. Hi boy. Do, um, do you reckon one day I could do the intros? I've been thinking no, about it. No. You're very possessive. Yeah. Yeah, controlling. Um, let's get the first name drop out of the way quick. Zara Phillips once um, heard an interview I did with Tins or a speech I did with Tins once on stage or something. As soon as I got off she was like, here he is. The Mike Hog. <laughs> the Mike Hog. The Mike Hog. Your crowbar. Your crowbar to get it off you. I was like, well, I do. Yeah. I'm not actually a control freak in life at all, but um, unless it's the barbecue. Just dinner time. Just around meal yeah, time. I'm yeah. going to do it next week. I'm just. No. Yeah, I will. We'll toss a coin. All right, you do the intros and I'll be the weirdo. <laughs> uh, we come to you this uh, week yeah. from Tommy's mum's kitchen. Yes. Just outside Bath. Yeah, you've had a cracking day off, haven't you? So I had to meet halfway. I mean, I do most of the driving, but I love it. So 70 miles an hour tops, listening to Nomad, Alan Partridge. Yeah, you th- really you good you audio. Book. To it last week, you still haven't finished it. Yeah, it's like eight hours long. Oh right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, today's been one of the it's not not the worst day off I've ever had, but not the best. It was a complete day off apart from this. But I offered to drive my children to my in-laws in. Kent slash South London from Bath and back again before the podcast. So a, a steady seven hours behind the wheel so far today, and it's only four o'clock. It's punchy. How many do you have in the car? Um, how many children? No, yeah. No. Oh, <laughs> drinks, obviously. How many wees into Volvic <laughs> bottles? Um, do you know what though? And this is this is not white, white wees. This no. is not. <laughs> Too close to the bone. Too way. <laughs> Truth hurts. Um, oh, anyway, yeah. Sorry. So not great, but you know, I, this is nothing to do with the fact that I am uh, sponsored by Land Rover. But there are a few vehicles uh, 
you know, more suited to a journey like that. You know, you get in the car, I've got my audio book on in the front, the girls have got their Bluetooth headphones watching Monster High in the back, everyone's got their heated massage seats on, and life's good. And then when I get near to your mum's house here in the country, I'm on my own, I'm a bit late, within the speed limits, the, the, the national speed limits, I can hustle a bit. That's yeah. what Land Rovers, specifically the, the yeah, Range Rovers, were built for, wasn't it? Mo- the- motorway driving. Not the Range Rover Sport, Tom. You oh, get the country right. lanes, you can hustle a bit, okay? Can you? Mm. Mm. So anyway, uh, yeah, a lot of driving. But here we are in Tom's kitchen, Tom's mum's kitchen. And um, I always ask whenever we come here, I always ask if his mum's here. She hasn't been here yet, although I do see Tom's mum around a bit. I always ask if his sisters are here, and they never are, uh, which is a shame because it's something we haven't talking, uh, talked too much about, but we have always sort of fancied each other's sisters, haven't we? Um, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, not like not like we go to bed dreaming of them, but it's like I did. No, you did, and so do I actually. So now we both know. Um, anyway, you haven't got yeah, much to say about I that, mean, have you? Well, I can't say too much without getting in trouble <laughs> <laughs> from from the Flatman family, <laughs> yeah. the clan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, uh, they still miss you. Mm. Bridget doesn't live far. She doesn't, does she? No. I'm moving back into town and back into Central Park. I mean, that's the first thing you did when you asked when you came in was, is your mum here? I said, no, straight into the toilet. And... I needed wee-wees, that's all. Sat on a toad. Yeah. Squashed a frog. (laughs) There was a duck in there. Yeah. A bloody duck in there. But I'm moving back into town soon, so it's probably worth just... Are you? Yeah, just worth putting, you know, a little flyers out or something, just in case you let you know your sister that I'm back in town. Just saying. Going to bigger and better, are you? Sometimes at eight-bedroom farmhouse with five acres of land isn't enough is it you just need a little bit more I don't by the listeners I don't have that um, mm. we will probably move to a smaller house with a smaller oh, garden right. that, um, that's the way it works yep. no it'll probably unfortunately it'll probably cost more than we've got but it'll still be smaller because we need to live near the girls new school and practical stuff yeah I know that's what, what you'll do isn't it when you're older real life mate yeah, yeah. Um, but the ride on mower I'm worried about that I'm desperate not to lose my ride on mower. I might just keep it because you can get indicators and brake lights put on them and make them road legal. Really? Yeah. Street legal? Yeah. Do like eight mile an hour down the shops and that. Like be, good. be like Andy Powell. Yeah. On a well, golf a lot, buggy. Yeah, a lot like Andy Powell. 3.4 um, miles. Um, what have you been, what have you been doing, mate? What's your life look like the last week? Unhealthy, mate. Mm. It's Christmas parties. I had a few last week. Mm. Different ones. I had a good go on Friday night in Cardiff good pop on it did you yeah a couple of mates didn't touch lager it's a bit strange really yeah I mean I'm not like you I don't drink ale yet I haven't met You're old like midlife you. crisis yeah but so I still drink you know Stella wife beater um, don't call it that no that's a joke it's a joke guys it's not a funny joke yeah, Tom it's um, part of the big fella let's just call it the big fella okay Peroni okay um, and I had a real good crack at it got refused into a nightclub no, it wasn't even a nightclub, really. It's a, it's a place called. It's a place called. It was a place called Live Lounge. Yeah. So they do live music there. Oh yeah. And we we left a place called Tiger Tiger in Cardiff. Yeah, 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 in Cardiff. Wanted to have one more drink before we went home. Yeah. Went to Live Lounge, big queue. I went up to the front and said, "Look, mate, to the bouncer, you know who I am. I know who you are. Let's get in." <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, and he was like, eh, yeah, okay. He, yeah, he sort of said, yeah, okay, he can't come in though. Look at him. And he's pointing to my mate Luger. Mm. And Luger's not like, Dan. No, not Dan. Paul. Got a nice little pub in Amroth, the new inn. People might have heard of it. How long has it been around? 
year or so. Quite new then. Yeah. Mm. No, years, years, mate. And um, he said, go on, have a, have a coffee, round the corner, come back. If you make another conversation with me, you're in. Yeah. So you walk around the corner, come straight back, give him the prep, like, come on, Luger, like, have a conversation with him, sort your eyes out for a start. They're all over the shop. One's going to the shops, the other's coming home with a change. Yeah. And, <laughs> and have a conversation. So he goes up the front, and no joke, right? He was like a 15-year-old who's gone into a video shop trying to get an 18 out, and they yeah. start asking you questions. Yeah, how'd he go? Yeah, not very good. One Bottled word, it. one word answers. <laughs> where have you been? Oh, wait, with when? I, I, I had a bit of food, bar forty four. Then, then we, then we went. Then that. Oh, mate, I was trying to speak for him. Um, and he made him do a breathalyzer. Have you ever done a breathalyzer going into a club? On the door of a nightclub. Door of a nightclub. Ah, looked like no. looked like some yellow truncheon. You got to blow into it. Yeah. And if it was like green, yeah, you've hardly had much alcohol. If it's Amber, you've had a bit. If it's red, you know you're you're not allowed in. Bear in mind now, this is ten hours into our Christmas party. So he had a couple of pints. So he went red. Went red, refused, and then my mate did it. It also went red, and he was fine. So, yeah. Did you do it? No. How uh, well? Because uh, some you some people could turn it red, and all right, you wouldn't drive, but you could go into a nightclub. Yeah. Over the limit. That's, yeah. No one's ever gone into a nightclub under the limit, have they? No. So no. Well, that defeats the, the object then, doesn't it? Yeah, it's no fun then. It's what about you? Which is a really noisy room. That, that reminds me, Tommy, of a time at Volts Nightclub. I think it was called The Works by then in Kingston. Volts, I remember Volts, it was Volts, yeah. yeah. So we were trying to go in. There's on a, options nearby as well. Is there? There was a place yeah. called Options. I never had many options in Kingston. Anyway, so we're trying to get into Volts a few years ago and uh, Matt Powell, we mentioned him last week, the old Worc- Quinn's Worcester Sarri scrum half. He, we get to the door and they say, you're not coming in, mate. And he, he gets turned away a lot because he body bags himself on the piss. But he, um, it's always generally good news when he gets turned away because we haven't got to look after him anymore. So we never, ever stay with him. But they say, you can't come in, mate, not because you're too drunk, but because you've got trainers on. And he says, all oh, right, no problem. Uh, come back in five minutes. And it's like 11 at night. So we're thinking, well, he's gone. Yeah. Five minutes later at the bar and he pops up. What are you having, boys? Like, How'd you do that? And he's like, oh, I just sorted some shoes out. Okay, so we don't think anything of it. We'll have a few. So the next morning, we all go back to his house because he's at Brunel University in West London. We sleep on his horrible little student house. So I wake up on the sofa and he's on the sofa as well. And he's, he looks down and he's just got these two absolutely rank, totally mismatched shoes on. So one is a, he's like a size 10 feet. One would be a size nine or 10. The other one would be 13 or something. It looks like a clown's foot. Yeah. One's got no laces in. They're both got holes in and they're completely threadbare. And I just said, mate, what are those shoes? He goes, oh yeah, I, I got in last night. I swapped them with the tramp around the corner. What? He swapped his shoes with the tramp. And he goes, I said, Matt, so a tramp's got a pair of Nike Air Maxes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got me in though. He goes, yeah, I swapped my socks as well for some reason. <laughs> He didn't have to swap his socks. He took his shoes off. And the socks, mate. You thought mate, his shoes were bad. The socks, mate. Holy moly. You can't have white socks and shoes on. Like Rob Sadoli. That was his... Yeah, that's bad times. That was his go-to. That's Michael Jackson. The only one who's allowed to do that. Um, and do you remember um, Paul Robinson? Stephen, De- Stephen Dennis, who was Paul Robinson in Neighbours. Remember him, yeah. I think he was Jason Robinson's brother. Jason Donovan's brother, wasn't he, or something? Anyway, um, he was in... Was he something to do with Hel- Helen Daniels? Was it... Uh, um, Helen Daniels wasn't he Helen Daniels grandson or something Jim Robinson's son I know that he often had lunch at Lassiter's yes I know that that is right that um, is true and I know that he had business relations with Mr Udigawa okay. remember him <laughs> no. right um, 
yeah, so he he was in there that night, and you know he's getting people are tapping on the shoulder and saying, oh, "You're all from neighbours," and he's kind of getting a bit whatever. And we say we were be we were going over and we're having some fun, probably being nauseous. Actually, we were, certainly weren't being rude or anything like that. And in the end, he just basically he turned around and just shooed us. He was with a couple of girls, and he just shooed us like dogs, yeah. like just piss off boys, and like flicked his fingers away. And it was really annoying. So we were like, ah, oh, we're not actually being rude. We're having a bit of fun. And the girls he's with, they're finding it fun. Like, we're being nice. Everyone's loving it by him. Everyone's loving it by him. And so we just thought, that is a little bit tossy what you've done there, Chief. So we're in this nightclub. It's boiling hot because it's a nightclub. We're all really hot. And he's got this, like, cream, one of those heavy knit uh, roll necks on. Like, it's a proper winter farmer's. The sort of thing you see in a catalogue, order yourself one, never wear it. Because it's too but hot. Apart from now, maybe at Christmas. And, time. Unless you, yeah, or, or unless you're fishing in the North Sea. Yep. Right. So he's in vaults, and I said, he looked at them. Oh, boys are like, what a tosser. I was like, yeah, boys, the heavy knit's got to go. So it went, and he went full skins in vaults for a little bit. Not in great nick. Really. Um, That's anyway, good. really bad nick. Um, rubbish. No, just average nick, like a shopkeeper. So we got kicked out, but it was like half two anyway. So you want to go home anyway? Good beat, beat the queues for kebabs and taxis. It was perfect. I remember um, vodka revs. In Cardiff. Yeah, lovely spot actually. Matt Gitto loves it. Matt Gitto's favourite. Yeah, loves it. And Craig Bellamy was in there. And he was Bellas. in Bellas, yeah, to his mates. Mm. Um, so Bellend. So, <laughs> so childish, mate. Grow up. So he was in there with his mates. And like a, like any big footballer name like that, you've got to go out with your mates to protect you. You know, otherwise you just get hassled and gnaws to death. Yeah. So he's got, he's got his mates, his minders his crew with him any of his mates have tattoos um, no but they were like have had. they were like top button done up so like the invisible yeah. ties yeah yeah you know where's your tie mate is it invisible yeah, yeah. Um, like Preston yeah so, yeah yeah you know what I mean I know I really um, so they were there they were in a booth and he was getting a lot of they attention they were in a Toby were they <laughs> yeah they were in a Toby booth and getting a lot of attention from everybody and yeah. you could see it was a bit of a nightmare for him he just wanted to relax have a few beers be like you when you go out in Bath Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Robin and Taylor, mate of mine now, has got a new gym opened in Cardiff, Ion. What's it called? Ion. Ion. Is it really good? It's like CrossFit. Yeah. You would love it. It's like a, it's like a what they call it, a shed. Or yeah, but will it test me aerobically, Tom? That's what I want. Um, you, you'd be able to do some shuttles, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And there's also a nice little circuit around. It's like in an industrial park. So it's good. The box is good. Get run over by a forklift one time. One yeah, Royal ten, Mail. That. Yeah. Royal Mail, take you out. Yeah. Um, and it was one of his mates. And his mate was a massive Liverpool fan. And pretty excitable bloke. And you know, How he, big was he? Not big. But not, not, I thought you said he was a massive Liverpool fan. <laughs> oh, you're good today, mate. <laughs> That's where you get the big bucks. <laughs> All right, um, and yeah. His mate really wanted to go over for him and said, no, just leave him, leave him. You know, he's trying to enjoy it with his mates. And they've clocked us, we've clocked them, so they know something's going on. That they, they can see one of our mates is real excited to go over there. And we're saying, leave it, mate, leave it, leave it. Just he's here having a bit of fun with his mates. No one wants to be bothered. He goes, no, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. So he walks over halfway, gets halfway. Bellamy just moves his head to the side and goes, I'm off, mate. Like that. <laughs> and he just turns around and walks back head down with oh mate so he just intercepts your mate and just turns around and says fuck off yeah yeah <laughs> devastated he was, that is but, so uh, I remember uh, it was the West Ham goalkeeper 
Uh, Green, Robert Green, Rob Green, Rob Green, John Green, Rob Green, Green. Professor? Uh, mm, Mister. Anyway, he was on. He was in on night out in Galway. We were on once, and he was on. He played that day and private jetted over or something. And we were on a stag do, and uh, Dave Barnes had a testimonial going on, and he was hanging off poor Robert. I think it's Robert Green. He's hanging off him for like fully forty five minutes. Who's this? Dave Barnes hanging off the goalie. It was brutal. And he walked over, and I said, "Is he all right, mate?" He goes, "Mate, he's trying to get me to some fucking dinner." (laughs) I said, "Testimonial dinner." He goes, "Yeah, yeah, I've told him I'm going, but I ain't going, mate." And he goes, as long as you boys know, I'm not just going to like book it and not turn up, like we were talking about last week. I just want him to fuck off. <laughs> so, he goes, so, so I break it to him. He goes, yeah, but don't make me sound like... I said, no worries, mate. But Barnsley, he hates you. Fuck off. He's doing <laughs> his head in. Barnsley's like, yeah, all right, mate, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's my card, mate, here's my card, mate. Give us a call, yeah? And the bloke's looking at me like, yeah, mate, and just puts his card on the bar and leaves it. He was a nice fella, actually. Much better bloke than Barnsley. Uh, me and Bella's and our mates, I forgot to add that. Yeah. Are you? Yeah, big mate. You and Bellend? Yeah, we see him on, uh, well, I see him a lot on the uh, Sleppley Pro golf circuit around Wales now and again. Loves his golf. What good at it as well. Caddying you? No, I'm playing. Is he good at golf? Yeah, smashing it, mate. 300 yards minimum. Mm, okay. Mm. But you and Bellas, are you, mate, have you got his phone number? Um, no, but I can find him on Facebook and right. uh, I can send him a message on Twitter like a DM no just a message oh <laughs> hi mate can you follow me hey bro got some work for you hey bro yeah how's, how's things how's tricks <laughs> what are you what are you up to to yeah so you're not okay if yeah. he tore you in the street would he say Shanks boy yeah Shanko something like that Shank the tank Shank the tank something Shankers. like that something like that yeah I, I don't know I'm, I kind of think I kind of think you're probably not mates with him, but I also don't see why anyone would claim to be mates with Craig Bellamy when they're not. It's Famous. Sort, uh, it's sort of like being mates with Donald Trump, isn't it? On a reduced scale. Like not known for being the best geezer knocking about, that's what I'm saying. Mm. If you, have you seen Alex Popham recently? Alex Popham yeah. used to play number yeah. eight for Scarlet. And he played centre Brief. for Leeds a couple of times. Did he? Yeah, he did. Have you seen his hair? Yes. Looks like Donald Trump. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Noticed that the other day. Yeah, it does actually. I get the odd email from Alex Popham. He's he's into the whole business thing, isn't he, in Cardiff and business development scene. or yeah. something or other. I'm not really sure. I always really liked him when I knew him at schoolboys and twenty ones and all that. It's junk mail. It's junk mail, so don't really read it. It's not personal. <laughs> Hi all. Hi all. Delete. It's got to say Tom or Buddy or yeah. Al. I remember when I um, finished playing at Bath and worked there. We sent this uh, email out to all season ticket holders. Yeah. And it was about something to do with these changes or whatever, but effectively it was good news, right? So I can't remember quite what it was, but it was something on the lines of, you're not gonna pay any more for your season ticket, but with your season ticket, you also get this, this, and this, right? So it was a good deal. Yeah. So, and, you know, I don't know, it's probably like this at every sports club, but at Bath, I'll tell you now, that if you give, if you gave everyone, every single supporter, 50 quid cash, every time they came to a game, some of them would complain that it wasn't the right notes or the right coins or it's just life it's not just sports clubs so at this season ticket holders event two weeks later and there's always questions and you've got like the head coach like Gary Gold at the time Mike Ford Stuart Hooper Francois Lowe you know so it's like you've got all these people and the first question is woman and she said my first question is for David Flatman and I was sitting there I was like I'm not actually on the panel I'm just working here yeah. like, I just organised it I'm not actually on the panel well my question's for you do you choose to receive it or not I said uh Oh, wow. Yeah, fine. So I've been I've been a season ticket holder for 27 years. 
and I get an email saying, Dear season ticket holder, you should have my name on it. I said, but that would be seven and a half thousand emails, separate emails. You should have my name on it. And I was like, ah. Oh. Hmm. So in the end, the rule is, the customer's always right, be polite. And I was just like, yeah. Um, firstly, I think we've set off the evening on the wrong tone. Secondly, I don't think we're ever going to get on. And everyone sort of laughed except her. She didn't let it go. She emailed and emailed and emailed. And then she's like, right, I'm not going to renew my season ticket. So it was kind of like, well, I don't want to, don't want the club to suffer. But my reply was, fine. Yeah. See you around. You see, you didn't send another email. It's like too fatty. I really, really, <laughs> I really <laughs> too Bertha. Whatever yeah. Yeah. Oh god. Anyway, that that's irrelevant and probably not that interesting. But they, these people are out there, mate. To the orca. Um. <laughs> um, anyway, today's show pod. cast. Today's pod. show pod. cast pod. podcast pod today. Mm. We are going to be talking about some of the champions and challenge cup results. Yeah. Like it's brilliant, isn't it? Back-to-back games. Yeah. I like that. Love, I, I, a little mini-series, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It's brilliant. It's like Ireland when they played New Zealand back-to-back. Loved it. Yeah, but they didn't, did they? They played the Canada in the middle. Yeah, but you they know... They did it. Yeah. Two tests against them. In, uh, um, so, um, we've got loads to talk about in there because red cards, yellow cards ref decisions we got told off a bit last week because we forgot to mention Glasgow's win yeah we'll get to that yeah um, we're going to talk a little bit about Alex King going to Wales yeah 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 um, we're going to talk a little bit about sports person out of the year award as well yeah a load of balls that is I loved it yes yeah, I know you don't like it but I liked it waste of time yeah so and also we've got a special guest on the phone haven't we Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, we didn't manage to get Nigel Owens. He was a little bit busy. He was stuck in Barry. <laughs> oh. but Third time we've done that on these podcasts. We've only done we've, about 15 of them. We did really try and get hold of him, but he's busy filming and doing whatnot. He's obviously a fairly... Anyway, he's not obviously... He is a fairly big name. He's well sought after. So mm. um, He says he's going to come on in January. We hope it, but I think we've done a pretty good in our in our second guest. Yeah. Hmm. Should we tell him who it is? You better. Okay. We've only gone and got Mr. Will Carlin Mm. on the phones. Mm. So we're going to be chatting to him about what he's up to now, what his thoughts are on England. Dying his hair. Has the game gone soft? How he keeps incredibly fit? Yeah. Yeah. Um, What he does, like what he does day to day, because no one knows. No. Um, He's like an enigma. Um, And what his favourite book is. Yep. Be nice, wouldn't it? If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So we better start off with Glasgow's result. We got a bit of a time off for not mentioning them last week. Back to back results against mm. Rassin Metro. Yeah. Finn Russell, outstanding. Swagger, class, talent, confidence. Takes the ball flat, pace, straight through gaps, gets back line going. Um, Cute kicking game. One to watch now for the Six Nations. He's obviously going to play for Scotland. Yeah. Um, huge, huge six months for him coming yeah. up. And, you know, if he has a good Six Nations, I reckon he'd be on that plane. Yeah. Um, I thought I watched Glasgow and thought especially in the first half <clears throat> excuse me I thought there are five or six players in that Glasgow team alone let alone the Scotland team the Glasgow team alone I think not only could but should be on uh, the British Lions touring squad so if they can keep their form up through the six yeah, of nations course. Current, on current form that's what I'm saying and if they maintain it but they've playing well for a couple of seasons now yeah but you've got, you know, uh, they're always there, thereabouts. Fagus and the tighthead. He's twenty years old. You know, he's doing mm. really, like Furlong in Ireland, doing really well. But the 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 obvious, there are obvious ones in there: Bennett, Johnny Gray, Stuart Hogg, and Finn Russell. Um, Fagerson looks really promising, as I said. But Tommy I think, Seymour on the wing. Tommy Seymour on the wing. But I think uh, Fraser Brown at hooker really is a really really good player. And I don't know Ross Ford, so I'm, I can only assume that he is. Um, a top of the range leader and captain because I think for a while now or a little while Fraser Brown has been the more um, the, the player with a bigger impact in matches and I watch every time he comes on I just think that what why are they not picking this guy um, for me yeah. for me he's a level ahead of Ross Ford and that's quite an aggressive thing to say about a 100 cap international but I do think it's true maybe his darts aren't great but as far as I'm aware they're not that bad and Ross Ford's aren't immaculate very few hookers are so he's they're both. They're, I don't know. I, I, what I just, would you say then is the best dart thrower? The best thrower. We're not actually talking about darts, by the way. We are no. talking about throwing the ball. In. Um, it's a it's a lovely question. I Dane Coles is good. A lot of that is down to him being a good thrower. A lot of it is down to good the, the, the lots he's throwing to. So they've always got good line options. If you think about a line out with um, Retallic, I mean, just look at his body shape. Okay, who was who was the best then in your body team? shape? Plus Jerome Kano, he's a good, so that makes it easier. Um, I'm biased, but Lee Mears is very, very good. Yeah. Um, 
when I say he had the occasional off day, I'm not. Everyone misses a line out. I just can't quite remember a, an actual off day for him. Yeah. Again, he was very, very good. Practiced very hard. So very, really diligent. But he also had Steve Borthwick running his line out, and it's there's a there's a the thing about a good line out caller isn't that he just picks where you're most likely to win the ball, but a really good line out caller knows everyone's roles, everyone's triggers, sort of in attack and defence, but also knows how to be sympathetic to a hooker but get the ball they want so it's a, it's a genuinely complicated role so the value of a Steve Borthwick isn't that just that he's good at jumping in a line out so the value is I could walk to a line out behind Borthers yeah. and I could be knackered you weren't jumping were you? no no oh, rarely few. I could be knackered I could be new on I could have been knocked out because in the old days you you know, even for a couple of years ago, you could be dazed and you just get up and walk. To did the you ever take? Out. Did you ever take a ball at the front of the line? I let some props do. Yeah, I did. Walk Sneaky up, ones. Dropped a couple. Yeah, dropped a couple. Um, but I, you'd walk in with Borthers and you'd say, "Borth, what's my trigger? What's my trigger?" Or or leave me out of it. Call something else. Leave me out of it, and he'll leave you out for a thing for a line out or in defence. Anyone in the line out can ask Borth what the trigger is. So I could be in the middle of a line out. Yeah. So I'm playing at loose head, but I used to be in the generally defending in the middle of the line out because I could lift front or back. Or and I was just I was just keen to stick my head in, so I was useful in the middle. So I'd be in the middle, and I would have certain triggers to look at. So if it's a six-man line out, I stand here. So you walk in, count the numbers. The one rule is you don't leave it all to Borthers. You don't leave it to Borthers to count the numbers. We can all count. Count the number six. I stand there. These are the three triggers I'm looking for. So if the tight head opposite me, we've learnt all this during the week. If he loops around to the back then it's a dummy, I stay where I am and I lift at the front, he's trying to throw me off. If he actually looks round to the back, so doesn't loop around but moves his eyes around because he does it because he's not, he yeah. doesn't back the timing, he has to cheat a look. I watch his eyes and it actually that's when it's actually going to the back because he'll loop last minute. So I've got all these triggers, but I'll arrive at a line out and I'll say, boof, 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 what are my triggers? He'll say, tight head, feet move, you stay, eyes move, you go, things like that. And then Gruy, someone, someone else will come in and say, boy, boy, someone chinned me or whatever it is. I'm more yeah. What my triggers? And he'll say four. He said Nick Kennedy, for example. He say, watch his right hand. Watch his right hand. If it goes down by his hip, get up. Goes up by his thing. Goes up by his shoulders. Yeah. So you know, you're giving it the come on. Then you wait. You take a step back, and then you go up and you gamble, and all this sort of stuff. And then someone else will come in, and both would know everyone's drills. This is all in ten seconds, and you just think like that is why someone like that gives you so much good ball. And then. For a thrower, it's just gold to have somebody like that because he'll he'll get you hands in free space more often than anyone else. I, I generally wish I never asked that question. Now I I, I can't remember anything that going. I was just nodding, going yes. You're talking about looping and watch my hand, watch my hand. Three round the back, loop, tired. Yeah. I just like it when uh, when props like dummy the front and have to turn and run back. <laughs> it's yeah. Like the QE two turning or yeah. something like that. Um, yeah. So the quite yeah. So Lee Mears was the best. Uh, I'm, I'm being, I must be being biased there. I'm trying. But you to played think. Moshe Robbie with Maisie, didn't you? I played so, Maisie when we were yeah. kids all the way through. Um, George Shooter, who we played, you and I yeah, played for a couple yeah, of years, yeah. but he spent most of his career at Leicester. Very, very good thrower. Very, very good. Again, he worked with a good line-out. It's not mitigated as saying he no. was. He was a very good thrower with Benny Kay, who, although he wasn't, he's obviously a very big man. He wasn't super light like Borthers to lift up, but his timing was amazing. Like he's actually quite. Reasonably heavy to lift because he's so big boned, but his timing was amazing. You know Ian Evans? Yeah. Ian Evans, second row for Wales. He's now at Bristol. Yanto, you call Yanto, him, yeah, yeah, Yanto. Um, Ospreys were playing Leicester in uh, Heineken Cup, and 
Yanto was going. He's going. I got the one. I got the one with the marigolds on. I got the one with the marigolds on. He's referring to Ben K and those orange gloves he used to wear. He's calling them with the marigolds. Uh, oh. was, but anyway, talking on, on Ras and Metro, it's just come out that. Hang on, we're not, I'm not, I'm, we're not oh, finished on that yet. Throwing, we're not finished on throwing. Just two, two more things. Not throwing. Okay. Two more things. Right, I've thought of. One is that we were playing against Bath, playing for Bath against Leicester. And Graham Roundtree was at the front and I was saying, give us a gap. And I gave him a little push and he gave me a push back. And I said, get him out of the way. And the ref said, um, wig, because everyone calls him wig. Yeah, yeah. I think it's because he looks a wig on. I said, wig, come on, wig, wig, move out of the way, wig. And Graham Roundtree turned around. I forget who the ref was. I think Spreaders. Ashley Rowden. No, I think okay. it was Ashley Rowden. And he turned around and he said, that's Mr. Roundtree to you, <laughs> to the ref. I love that. He hated him. The other one was up playing against Newcastle, up at Newcastle, Davy Wilson's debut for Newcastle. Yeah. And he came on and he looked like a, you know, like his eyeballs were popping out of his head in the line out. And everyone's like manning up. And Borthers like, Flats, who have you got? And I said, I got the fat prick who doesn't know the calls. <laughs> and he's like, what? So this guy, I got the fat, but this kid doesn't know the fucking calls. And David looks at me and he says, I don't know him. I don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know him. Be like, he was panicking. Anyway, yeah, Rassing. Um, but yeah, better Rassing. Johan Goosen. Goosen, um, Goosen. Uh, Can we just call him Goosen for now? It smells better. I don't know. What's it, he calls himself Hoosen, does he? Hoosen. I don't know. Everyone's like Hoosen. But it's like... What's Hoosen? Goosen's better. Well, that's, that's... I'd love to be called Goosen. That'd be my name of choice. It sounds like he's from Top Gun. Yeah, or it sounds like he's a bit naughty in nightclubs. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> but, uh, there's... He's just recently come out and apparently he's withdrawn his statement now about him leaving Rassin Metro to take up some sort of commercial role back in South Africa. Rassin, role. Yeah, yeah, Rassin are going to take him to court. He's 24 years old, which is very strange considering he's he was voted top 14 player of the year last year. Well, I, I heard a bit of chat, Shanko. Yeah, I heard a bit I of chat. I love this. Hit me it, with it. And it was, un, it was unverified, but let's call it fact. Yeah. It's not fact, it's speculation. And I'm not telling you who told me because I've forgotten. I heard that Dan Carter was voted player of the year, but they fixed it so that Hooson won it because Dan Carter hadn't played enough, didn't want him to get player of the year. Having not played that much, they gave it to Hooson. Apparently, it was a stitch up. Really? That's just, that's complete gossip. But imagine if it were true. Well, I saw the weekend, Bundyaki got man of the match for Connaught. Yeah. And then, quite awkwardly, tried to hand over his man of the match trophy to Jack Carty at the end. He's going, it's for you, bro. It's for you. It's for you. It's for you. He's going, it's for you. It's for you. And Jack Carty didn't know what to do. He didn't, he didn't receive man of the match, but. Bandiak was trying to give it to him, saying, so. "Take it, mate. Twenty years from now, when that's in the cabinet, no one will know." Yeah, true. Take it. True. Yeah. Mm, don't think of it like that. But I used to walk into the changing rooms, and if half the lads had those yellow bottles of champagne for man of the match and didn't take them, I was like, oh, "I love that. I've got like fifteen man of the matches at home." Your missus won't know any different, will she? No idea. She thinks I was great. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Goosen is going to somewhere else. Well, he he wants to. He's. A, this is what it says in the paper. He is um, reported, reportedly been offered, I think, half a million euro a year, which I look at, I know money's flying up in rugby, and I'm not bitter about that. I love the fact that boys are getting paid more. I actually genuinely do love it. But he, as long as it's sustainable, he's not a half a million euro player for me. I watched him play a few times, and he's really, really good. But half a million euro, keep it serious, Chief. Anyway, Montpellier have come out and offered him a million euro. So he wants to get out of his half a million euro contract with Racing, even though Racing apparently, again, it's all apparently gave him 400 odd thousand euro for his parents to buy a farm because they were in financial trouble so he helped the family out and whatever. Yeah. So you never quite know how much of this is balls and how much isn't. Anyway, he is 
he has he allegedly planned to retire in inverted commas from rugby at professional rugby at 24 that then releases him from the sort of the sort of myriad transfer do's and don'ts relegations and legislations in French rugby in the French rugby league in the top 14 so he's then a retired player he can then retire for you know how long as it takes to have a cup of tea and then re- come out of retirement and re-sign for Montpellier on all the wedge so terror if it if true that is an absolute toss that's a move. joke it's a toss a move that yeah. is so firstly who are your agents mate why are they telling you that's all right secondly who are you and why do you think that's all right it's, we all want more money if someone offered me a million euros to go and a million quid to go and do a different podcast you'd be out but i'll tell you to your face all right tom um i just it's just a bum move if it happens but the other little the other little um <clears throat> bit of spice in there that it's Altrad, the owner of montpellier who's offered him all this money he has also been linked with gloucester so he's talking about buying a majority share <clears throat> excuse me in gloucester rugby the same guy that owes montpellier right so now there's talk now there's chat that perhaps he will get Goosen, Goosen, to come and play at Gloucester until the 18 months has expired where he's not allowed to play at Montpellier, then ship him back to, maybe, or ship him back to Montpellier, maybe not. But do Gloucester want to be in bed with a bloke who's willing to do a deal like that? with A, a mercenary, player? that's what he'll end up being. Yeah, they want to be in bed with the player or the owner. I mean, do you want that guy owning your club who do stuff like that and just shaft another club in front of everyone? I'd rather be in bed with Little Mix. Yeah, I would actually. <laughs> Have you just seen something with a little Mitch written on it? Where did that come from? Oh, my kid's been playing it all day. Oh, uh, right, yeah. Shout out to my ex. <laughs> I'd rather be in bed with a little Mitch, actually. But, you know, it's just mucky, mucky, mucky. Yeah. And what the end result could, whatever happens to him in France, I mean, frankly, who gives a toss? It's just good fun to talk about. But um, what could end up being interesting is this is this Altrad character who is a, what I would call, respectfully, a proper French rugby club owner. Yes. Um, buying Gloucester out and taking over Gloucester that could be carnage this is just speculation um, okay so this is not yeah. fact um, but this is and a, it's Monday afternoon so yes. that stuff could come out by the time you listen to this this is just whatever. a theory this is yeah. just a theory it's uh, gossip it's, it's a bloody gossip. good one though mate I, I like it but brings us on to Connaught so Connaught beat Wasps yeah last last minute Dodgy. it's a real good game actually really good game Wasps were leading by five points they were playing the ball out of their own half picking and going there was a minute left on the clock so it was just close quarter stuff props taking it up going down recycling beautiful bang on something like 79 minutes 58 seconds a penalty is awarded to Connaught Wasps holding on in the ruck yeah 80 minutes is up on the clock now clock's still ticking away referee says no time for a line out and then John Muldoon comes into the ref and says comes into the ref and says new laws say we can go for the line out and you give it to us and the ref says yeah that's fine now Jerome Garces who was the ref went off about five ten minutes earlier with a pulled hammy did he? yeah poor didn't, bugger didn't stretch out properly poor did bugger he? didn't stretch properly dehydrated it's all nutrition isn't it probably went straight out into the field start kicking the ball you know you got to warm up first is he French? yeah red wine before kick off wasn't it? probably and bread dehydrate I know. Um, I with him. Yeah. So the referee says, "Yep, you're quite right," and they kick the ball to the corner. Mm. Driving line out goes over, drawing. Try time, Eddie. Try time, and it's 18 points all. Jack Carty comes up, who kicking last week was pretty average. Mm. Slots it from the corner, 
Owen slots it. Wrong side, over, Wasps win. Well, when they shouldn't have been given the, the lineup. But because because that rule comes into play next year. Literally so, next year. Literally next year. So was that good captaincy by John Muldrew? Um Jedi mind trick, isn't it? Let's give him you want to go home and reevaluate your life. Let's give him the These benefit. These aren't the droids you're looking for. Move <laughs> along. Yeah. <laughs> it, let's let's give Muldoon the benefit of the doubt. But Wasp has yet to make a statement yet, so we don't know what they're well, saying. Well, what are they going to say? I mean, done. I mean, I, let's give Muldoon the benefit of the doubt. He probably heard that. I mean, I don't know. We just don't know, do we? Mm. The referee should know. He should know that. The fact that he wasn't expecting to actually be refereeing isn't sufficient, isn't a good enough excuse. But is it? it's like Nigel Owens forgetting... Gareth Steenson's name it's like you know oh, do you know what happened in <coughs> they can't remember everything can they 2007 Wales were playing Italy in Italy and Alfie was our captain at the time we're losing the game we've got a line we've got a penalty Alfie says to Chris White the ref if we kick the touch can we have the line out he says yes we kick the touch James Hooks kicks the touch ref blows up game over yeah, but he's English hates you mm, yeah yeah maybe yeah. But and then Alfie was all his hat. He's doing all his hand gestures and stuff. Going, what am I going to tell the boys? What am I going to tell the boys? Why well, did it in a camp voice? <laughs> Wasn't. <laughs> it's an accent. So yeah, it is. And I mean, I've I've said that the ref can't remember everything. Can he? The ref should remember that. It's his fault. And that's a pretty common law. Yeah, it is. So it's his. It's his fault. But the replacement referee. But my punishment to him would be a ruffle of his hair. You say you silly old bugger. A wedgie. Learn them laws, look. Maybe a bloody wedgie. You're right, you'll get the first round in, you bugger. I literally mean a bloody wedgie, you know, so you get blood. Um, they hurt. Surely no pants are strong enough for that. Mm, some are. Mm, maybe. Mm, oddballs maybe. aren't. Yeah, I remember Andy Beattie wearing, um, I think it was Prince Harry's torn, uh, like the elastic band from around the top of Prince Harry's boxer shorts at Mike Tyndall and Zara Phillips' wedding after Prince Harry nuggeted my tie and Beast dropped him and wedged him on the floor in front of Princess Anne. Is that name droppy enough for you? Very good, mate, that is. Beast had it round his head. Different gravy, isn't it? Or yeah. People you hang around with. I was going to yeah. say, I make bubs had his pants ripped off on the bus. No, Harry's better. I think it was Prince Harry. I mean, I'll, I will confirm that for next week because I don't want to start making allegations of assault against the royal family if they're not true. We, um, you ever played the game? There's only five on the back seat. I was saying there's only five on the back seat. Yeah, take, take the back the seat. Back, yeah. yeah. My mate Bubs tried to take it for about an hour and a half. Yeah, but he's a bit. He's a. He's a bit overweight, and he couldn't. He would have to go sideways. His up the... pants came off. The odd, the oddball pants. You know the boxers. Uh, yeah, charity. Everyone yeah. supports. Yeah. Very, very good for ripping off. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Probably three or four tugs. They're mm. out of there. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. Um, so, I watched Blues Bath the weekend, or Bath Blues. Yeah. You versus that. me. I watched that. Um, obviously, Blues won the following week, the week before, week sorry. Before. Um, Bath battered them. Battered them. Yeah. Batty battered them. Right, Batty, bat, brilliant. Good try that, wasn't it? Yeah, he used to be a centre, Ross Batty. There was a question from one of um, the listeners. Would Flats have managed to make that? If try? I if I was at full like peak fitness, that when I was at my fittest, probably like when I was about eighteen, if 
I've, I've, seen, I've seen you on the track, mate, to be fair. You, you, saw beat George you, in you saw me beat George Shooting in 150. Yeah. Um, if I was absolutely fully fit and fresh, so not 70 minutes into a game, and I was playing against under 12s, I still wouldn't score that. It was from at Bath Bites. I know Bath Bites. Yeah, trod them for a crack and try from I know his real name, but I'm not going to reveal it. Could flats keep up with modern day front rowers? No. Mm. No, I think, no, I couldn't. But um, I do, I think um, every prop thinks this, and you do, these guys get stronger and stronger and stronger. And if you're wondering if I could keep up with, uh, the best way to answer that question is to just Google my Fine. name for a picture of me on the touchline with like a, a TV, uh, a microphone in my hand, so what I look like now. And then go on to Max Laheef's Instagram account, see what he looks like now. Yeah. And it, it's it's a completely, literally a completely different ball game. No These guys are specimens. Nathan Cat, Nick Autorak, Max Laheef for the Bath props. They play the position I used to play, and they are. Who is Mario Toji's cousin? Ben Abano. His quads. Quadzilla. Mate, he I'm went to my seen, school. Mate, I'm not weird, seen anything right? like him. My school is not. I, the school I went to I went only went there for two years but we applied there they originally said no because my grades weren't good enough mum and dad literally this isn't a sob Paid story them. sold both their cars to pay my first year's fees sold both their Ferraris both their, no them. they sold Fair an old Shogun yeah. and a five year old Beamer they sold it, there you well, go that's, that's fact so my dad drove a 2CV to London every day from Kent so I could drive there go to this school so they didn't import players that's what I'm saying the, so it was everyone there had been there since the day dot the amount of prop forwards they have introduced for a non-importing school into the Premiership is unbelievable. Andy Mullins, you won't remember him, played for England, played for Quinns. Why is that though, mate? Is that I don't know. There was me, John Dawson, Andy Sheridan, Tom Mercy. There's another lad at Sarries. I've forgotten his name, completely forgotten his name, which is bad. There's Benno Urbano. There, I mean, they're, honestly, there are loads. There are like five or six more props that have been in the Premiership the last few years that came from my school. Must be the dinners. Yeah, what are they feeding you? I know. House bricks. Baby pigs. Yeah. Suckling pigs. Yeah. <clears throat> naughty, naughty children. There was obviously a controversial red card in that. George Earl got sent off. Fingers in the eye. Well, contact with the eye area of Tom Ellis. Yes. Um, yeah. What were your thoughts on that? See, I thought that it was a red card. A very, very soft red card, but still, fingers made contact with the eye. He's down pushing. His head is down pushing. He's grabbing over. His hands come up around head height he's felt ahead and he's got like a claw like grip in his hands and for a split second which he had anyway before which that. is split you yeah, have but for a split second his finger enters the eye now why would you have your hand up that high anyway when the, when he, the ball's at the back of the ruck that's my point is his his whole hand was a lot higher than his body it wasn't like he was grappling over the front his hand comes up sideways makes contact with the eye it's dull it's a red card a very one of the softest red cards I've ever seen but correct in terms of the law yeah so letter of the law that's your point my point is um, gouging isn't cool should be sent off and banned for it but that's not gouging so um, contact with the eye area I don't like as a, I don't like as a description I think gouging the eyes of an opposition player fingers going in deliberately is different from contact so fingers weren't straight they weren't, they were, they they weren't, weren't just, straight. They were just flickering across his face there was He's pumped, he's ripping and gripping, he's trying to rip his way through, he's grabbing anything he can, he hits the face, he's and the whole the two things that don't don't 
influenced my decision are he's not that kind of player who gives us who gives a toss that's not the point he wasn't looking yeah he hasn't got the point the also the thing that is irrelevant to me is well you send him off and that completely ends the game as a contest so what if you gouge someone you end the game as a so contest do you, do you think it was a red card no <laughs> I don't okay. no I think it's soft I think I, I, I don't see what the red card achieved the red card is a bigger deterrent than what I'm going to suggest but I think if the ref, ref gets him over and says have a look at what you've done look at the big screen don't be an idiot and then he gets Tom Ellis over and says, I don't think it was deliberate. Don't be an idiot. Like you're, you're near the face. Have a think of what you're doing. Don't keep your head down. But Look where you're grabbing. In terms of bans that have been already, people, uh, players that have already been banned for contact with the eye, yeah. he'll, he'll get severe. I think he'll get quite a big ban for that. He'll get a ban, but half the ones that have been banned before have been soft as well. So yeah. I, I think that, you know. I th- the, the eyes, it's not your mouth, it's not your ears, it's your eyes. You know, they're pretty vital organs and it's quite easy to. Are they all things? I don't know what they are. They could be. What are they? What are they? Um, yeah, yeah I'll, let us know if you know what they are. Uh, anyway. I agree. G- gouging, gouging is but red, his, red card banning. It's, mo- it's momentarily in his eye and his fingers aren't straight. He, I think he base, I, I think he knows that his hand is in the face. Yeah, mm, It looked like maybe, that to me. Maybe. maybe. It, was, it was dull, but... I watched it and thought, ah, oh, come on. And his, his reaction is... Again, irrelevant because he could be acting. Mm. But you know, if we're we're just gossiping, we're speculating here. I look at that and think that is the angry. That is not the angry reaction of someone who thinks I've done something stupid. Like when you saw you know aggressive players we played with get sent off for knee dropping, stamping, punching. Yeah, they know they might shake their head, but they know. So you know, Dylan Hartley hated from. It looked like he hated himself for getting sent off last week. But he knew he'd whack the guy in the head because he'd seen the big screen, and it while it may not have, while it may not have been deliberate, he's known he knew he did it, yeah. not the guy out. So he hates it. He just says, "Oh, Christ, and just goes. This guy actually is just livid on the way off because he's like, "I haven't done anything wrong." So it's not all about the reaction because people celebrate tries that haven't been scored and all that. But again, it's it's um, it's a little bit games gone softy type stuff. So he moves us on to Scarlet's Toulon. Did you see that result coming? Yeah. 22 21? Yeah. You saw it coming? Oh, I thought you said, did I see it come in? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had 50 quid on that. No, um, I don't bet very much. So, no, I no, I didn't see that coming. Nor did I. Nor no. did I. Were you happy about it? Yeah, really happy. Mm. Um, you look it. We said. You should see the grin on his face. Look at him. He's like so a happy. Cheshire cat, isn't he? He's so happy. Uh, yeah, especially after last week when we sort of said on the, on the podcast that you look at those two teams it was just men against boys a different size shape and different sizes compared to Toulon mm-hmm. so Scarlet's was very clear to see but for them to come back from last week and win that by a point was yeah. was incredible Hadley Parks you wouldn't yeah. have heard too much about him mate. He's, a, he's a Kiwi guy he's been over for a, a couple of years he's been one of the Scarlet's best players for a long time now he was class for don't tell me I haven't half. heard a lot about him Okay, you don't know okay I haven't, as it happens. I'm just saying, don't assume. Yeah, okay. okay. Makes an arse out of you and me. Yeah. Yeah. Scott Williams. Oh, yeah. You bloody love him. He's don't well you? good, isn't he? Yeah. He's man of the match. Great try, which is good for him, good for Scarlett's, good for Wales. Yeah. Because he's got the shirt at the moment. Yeah. Um, so he was good. Ken Owens was good. There's a there's a young weir called Steph Evans. Yeah, I really like Ken Owens, by the way. I think mm. he's, he's really good. The cannibal, the really sheriff. Good player. Yeah. The sheriff, they call him, do they? Yeah. Yeah, he's good. very good carriers, very, very good mobile. Player, yeah. Tough um, well. But is this is this the end of the Toulon dominance? Do you reckon? Because they had a brilliant team out still. You know, they still had um, Marnonu, they still had Bassero, they still had Halfpenny, and Halfpenny actually had a kick. 
last mm. minute to win it. It was a, it was a, it was a long kick. He didn't quite hit it right. He missed a few kicks in the game as well, mm. which is unlike him. Um, and he will us. probably whip himself for that. Yeah, he's intense. Did I say castrate? I didn't say. I meant. I didn't mean castrate himself. I meant castigate himself. Oh, What's castigate? He's already done first. Anyway, oh right. <laughs> I hope he hasn't. Um, yeah, uh, I, I do think it's the end of Toulon's dominance. I think they'll still win lots of big games. They'll still win more than they lose and all that because you just do when you spend that money. But the more their recruitment goes on, the more it looks like the great team they assembled, which was a load of good players, which is easy, but happened to be a load of great blokes as well. The more it goes, more time goes on. It looks like that was just a lucky accident that they assembled a load of great characters because now it seems like they'll just sign anyone. There's some yeah. great guys there, but there are great guys. I've heard rumours that are looking to get out and are willing to do work pretty hard to get out of there because the vibe I'm, is dying. I'm available. Sign yeah, me. I, I, do, I do think I do think that um, my limited experience with Mike Ford as a coach, I won England tour, but I was at Bath when he was you know, coaching his first team and all that. I was working there, not playing is that he's a very good coach and he coaches a really good style of rugby so when you've got that much talent at your disposal I think there's every chance they will do well but I think that sort of the Carl Heyman Johnny Wilkinson type Bond era all that stuff the vibe the team spirit they had I think that it turns out that came about more through luckily ascending luckily assembling great characters as opposed to focusing on that and that is how I do think you build it so I don't know I, I don't expect to see them winning lots and lots of Champions Cups over the next few years um, Ulster couldn't back up last week's performance against Claremont Claremont mm. came back strong yeah. um, Nick has scored he's ben, the man. playing on the left wing I know you rate him very highly he's the man you always have yeah um, see the try he scored against Ulster last week no one spoke about that Piatau was better his tries are better so everyone speaks about that which is fine Abendanen's try he gets bashed I think it's bashed by a prop on a, like an inside line he just bounces off and keeps going under the post and everyone just says Abendanen with the score and it's like He's boxing off props here, like he's major. John Roberts on Twitter, Clement's here in the Championship Cup finally, question mark. Nick Abenanen shout for the Lions? No. 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 Very good player, but has to be playing for England to get in a shot. Gone are the days where you bring an uncapped, or not an uncapped, but uh, an outsider in. I think Will Greenwood was the last one, wasn't he? Wasn't capped in 97. Yeah. You see. So young. I don't know. I, I mean, I. He's good enough to go on the Lions trip. He's good enough. He could go out there and dominate. But I just, my point is, I don't think they'll pick him. Okay. Should they pick him? Uh, oh, there aren't many players I'm biased about, but just played so much with him. I know how good he is. I, he's just, I think he's just a genius. He's a genius rugby player. I don't say that lightly. He is genius. We'll have to skip through the right. Northampton. I've got next to that. Yeah. Um, WTF. Northampton get a load of grief because they got pumped by Leinster because they put out rested a load of players. Well, did they rest them or was it were they actually dropped because they were so poor the week before? And no. you, have, you have to do something to those players. You know, if you're dropping, if you have a poor performance and you drop a lot of first team players um, as a result of mm -hmm. that performance, you're bringing new players in who aren't going to be as good. So, do you think they were rested or do you think? I, I think they were rested because okay. they are they're under serious pressure as a team. But more than that, they're coaching teams. People are now talking about Jim Mallander getting the sack and Dorian West getting the sack. And whether that's true or not, um, whether that happens or not, I don't know. I never really like talking about all that stuff, really. But um, I think they have said, we have to win our next premiership game. We have to win it. So let's rest some guys. We might take a tumping and get hammered in the short term publicly. But we've got to win Friday night. Okay, last one. Really results that were close were Leicester and Munster. Owen Williams, yeah, boom the oh, kick over. I was there. It's brilliant. It's a good player, isn't he? 
Yeah, very, very good. Super cool. And when he kicked the goal from 50-odd metres, he just picked up the tee, winked at the winked at the physio. The water boy brought his tee and winked at him like easy as that, mate. It's cool, isn't it? I interviewed him after the game. Surprisingly tanned, although he is Welsh, so you can, they can get a tan anywhere. Um, it seemed to suck the sun out of the Leicester sky. But actually, much better looking up close than I thought. And I thought to myself, if he's single, he'll be carving up on Tinder. That's what I get. You get that? Yeah, much better looking in person. You don't get that? No, you're right. right. Um, but he was good yeah. and... We'll talk about him a little bit later on. There's some questions regarding him. Are there? And the Welsh team, yeah. Okay. Tommy, I think it's time now to um, stop meandering and mucking about and to get on the phone to my mum's eighth favourite rugby player ever. I better be in that top eight. Mm. Mm. Yeah? Let's call him. Okay. William David Charles Carlin, 51 years old, according to Wikipedia. Um, born in Bradford-on-Avon. Really? Yeah, which is ironic because that's where we are recording from right now. Ah. Um, five foot eleven. What? Height, not width. Um, ninety kg weight. Ah. Ninety kg weight, which is quite generous. Um, position was centre come sub. 13 years at the Mighty Quinns, 72 caps for England, youngest ever captain to captain his country at 22 years old, led England back-to-back Five Nations Grand Slams in 91, 92, British and Irish line in 93, touring New Zealand. It's only bloody Will Carlin. Oh, Will. Hi, Will. What a guy. <laughs> Did you enjoy that? What? Well, I thought you were going to go on for a bit longer. There's, there's plenty more. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, you just had to cut it down. I, thought, I could go on. I thought it was your 50th birthday the other day, not your 51st. Yeah, I haven't got a bloody... The, the sad thing is, I'm so bloody old, I have no idea. <laughs> and then someone said to me, no, you're 51. I'm like, am I? Couldn't, oh. tell, <laughs> couldn't tell by your hair colour, mate, at all. Uh, there's no grey there, is there? There's no jealousy here, is there? Can we... Hang on, hang two. on. Will, can we, can we get this out in the open? Because... Bitterness many, is not a nice trait. What? Many, many a time behind your back, I've told people that you dye your hair. Um, yeah. Whenever I'm in your corporate suite at Twickenham, I don't say it. But whenever I'm anywhere in a room that you're not, I tell everyone that you do. Um, I've heard that. Can we clear this up? Do you? Yeah. No. <laughs> not at all. It's really? Like, no. I was in. But the worst bit was, I was getting my hair cut uh, about six months ago, and this. Guy, which was slightly uncomfortable, was running his hands through my hair, and, um, <laughs> and then was he a hairdresser uh, or just someone passing by? I think he, I don't think he worked there at all. <laughs> but then, uh, and he um, had sort of leather. Anyway, no, no, we won't go there. Um, and then he sort of goes, "So, Will, um, do you dye your hair?" And I looked at him and I went, "Do I what?" And um, he said, "Well, it's just you know." And I went, "You're a hairdresser. You've just cut it. Do you think I dye my hair or not?" And he went. Well, no. I said, well, why did you ask then? It was like, um, the thing is, if I grow my beard, it goes grey. Yeah. But for some reason, there is not a lot up top. So um, Congratulations. I'm sticking to that story anyway. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let us know, what are you up to these days now that you've jacked in, playing for England, Quinns, the captaincy? <sighs> what uh, What does your week look like yeah, now? Yeah, what, what do you do, man? Mainly eating. Mm. Eating is... Um, takes a large part of the day mm. um then a bit of sleeping mm. and uh and then a, t- a tiny bit of work actually we're it's just events we do events and we're, we're hoping um to launch quite a few new cycling events next year which means um after christmas i will actually have to cut down eating quite a lot otherwise 
the whole cycling thing, although quite effective downhill, um, really is just not very effective uphill when you're carrying that much weight. So you've you've been a keen cyclist for a long time, haven't you? But you're now you're going to make that into sort of proper people can come and ride with you, yeah. but ride with other sort of fakes like, cor- like a corporate trip. Yeah. With, with the pros, there's, a whole, there's going to be a whole, almost like a corporate club. So, yeah, there are, there are pros there, cycling pros, and, and Jiffy, surprisingly. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus. The, uh, <laughs> but no, so the, there will be um, professionals. It, it's quite exciting, so yeah. there's, there's quite a lot to it, but uh, we shall see. But then I think I, I need to slim down a little bit. Because, Can I come, mate? Can I come on one? Uh, no, no, no. Are you I worried mean, about the, cardiac the, arrest? The, 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 well, no, not, not, no, I wouldn't be worried about that at all. That would be mildly amusing. But um, it's like there's certain categories you'd have to fall into, which would either be, you know, a good cyclist, um, you know, the right shape or famous. <laughs> that, right, that, that is true, right? Because, I mean, I've done a little bit of work at your um, hospitality you've got in the Will Carlin room at Twickenham before yeah. where you get a lot of people up on stage. Um, I did it a couple of years ago. I, well, four years ago, I think. I've not been invited back since. Oh, awkward. Which is, yeah, which is very yeah. awkward. But Flats does a lot for you, doesn't he, in this room? In the room. Yeah. And I thought it was a legends room. Sort of, it is quite awkward that you two feature quite high on that list because um, <laughs> yours, um, Shanks, was just um, inappropriate language and um, content of story um, in a mixed high-end corporate facility. Yeah. Um, having, having been warned... Um, <laughs> Good. And and, uh, and and Flats is just, he does the same old um, pretending that no one knows him, thinking that they do, goes down that whole, you know, self-deprecating line, but actually has failed to look at the audience who don't actually fucking know who he is. And so <laughs> the story falls completely flat and he does it every time, which is just, it is getting slightly embarrassing. I mean, everyone on the stage sort of laughs politely for him, but um, it's like, hurry along. What, uh, what, what yeah. I do appreciate, though, Will, is that... Um, yeah. The, on the itinerary, and everyone's itinerary for their big corporate day at your suite at Twickenham is the Legends Q&A. And yeah. I, like, I like the way that you now introduce it as, can all of our legends come up and flats? Yes, I know. <laughs> I like that. I'm more comfortable with that. Well, also, I think the other thing that we need to do is get you up early because you tend to get wedged between the chairs on the way up. <laughs> um, so, so there's quite a delay waiting for you to get there. Um, as well, and it's not really worth the wait. Uh, you need you need a foil though up there, don't you? Everyone needs a foil. You've got to have someone to pick on. Yeah, yeah. It's Rob Andrew last you time. That was quite easy. Yeah, yeah, Rob. Yeah, and I, and I and I did actually text him after his first appearance against him, I said the second time, saying, "Rob, we we need some amusements and funny stories." And obviously, that got completely ignored. Yeah, you did ask him if you got any anything funny to say, and he just said no in front of a few hundred people. No, not really. Yeah. But yeah, that, that was funny in itself, in a way. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about actual rugby union. Um, oh, okay. You are, as someone who's been so heavily involved with England rugby for so long, you take a keen interest and keep a sharp eye on the England team. There's, what's your general feeling around the team at the moment? Because, of course, there's a huge amount going right, but then you can look at certain injuries. You can look at Dylan getting a ban and not being fit until the Six Nations start, or available to the Six Nations starts and all that. So... What's your general feeling leading into the Six Nations? Uh, I, I think they have just surpassed anything I thought that they, they would manage through this season. I think it's been really, really impressive. More so just like winning the third test in Australia, mm. winning again against Australia in November. Games where I think you know they would have been tired or under pressure, they had injuries, and 
not only um, have they played some good rugby, but there just does seem to be uh, an edge and a bond in that team which is very strong. I think there's a belief in there, which is huge credit to the whole coaching team, I I think, and uh, alongside Eddie. And Dylan, ah, there's part of me thinks it gets a bit of a rest. But actually, Mm. I go on a bit of a rant because... You know, so many people like on Twitter. I know you, you know you guys are on there, and it's just they sort of everyone was was quite pleased with Dylan. Um, you know, unbeaten season for England, and then yeah, he gets sent off. And the amount of abuse on there, and the bit that really grinds on me is this view that he's meant to be a role model, mm. and role model first and foremost. You go, well, no, my view is he captains England at rugby and therefore his job is to try and help England win rugby games. And the role model thing is just like, well, shouldn't we as parents be role models to our kids and and don't we communicate with them enough to say, look, actually, you know, he's a sportsman, sometimes he gets things wrong. When I grew up, we had role models of George Best and Ian Botham. Now, (laughs) technically, therefore, we should all be completely off the rails. Um, But actually, I think we were bright enough to work out they were incredible sportsmen, um, brilliant sportsmen, and then parts of their life off the field probably weren't weren't there to be. Um, weren't that savoury? Uh, well, or, or just you know, um, you, you know, you pick and cho- choose if, if you're going to follow that line, and it's. And so I, I get slightly annoyed with people with that whole idea these days in PC mm. world that sports people have to be role models first and foremost. Well, personally, I'd like my sports people to win at what they do, okay. and I'm intelligent enough to to work out what's good and what's not. Off the field. Okay, so you're blaming the parents, right? <laughs> what? You're blaming the parents, right? I think we're always blaming okay, the parents. Fine. It's sorted then, isn't it? Dylan's mum. Dylan's mum is a handful after a couple of pints. To be fair. Yeah. I'm. Jo- I don't. I've never met her. I'm joking. That I'm joking. phraseology, David, is probably not the. Uh, oh not Jesus Christ! Yeah. I've landed myself in it. I've never met Dylan's mum. I'm sure she's lovely. No, no. Yeah. So. Um, okay, yeah, anyway, but um, so I think England are in a very good place. Yeah, which is quite annoyingly. Yeah, um, I can imagine. For me. Um, yeah. There's been a lot of like red and yellow cards recently, really soft ones, you know, fingers touching the eyes, um, people coming off their feet in rucks. What have you made of that? Do you think the game's gone a little bit soft and should we be a little bit worried about current referee decisions? Well, I don't think the game's gone soft because I don't think players are asking for these these rule changes, are they? I think mm. there's an overreaction to concussion, which is very serious and needs to be looked at, but... It is a physical contact sport. I wonder, are players ever involved in, in the decisions, mm. the, the rule mm. changes? Very unlikely. And I think, as you say, sometimes you can you can tell and you can tell by reactions when someone has been uh, gouged. Uh, it, it, it's fairly obvious to anyone who's played the game. Um, and, you know, if, if someone is gouged, yeah, it's horrific, then... That should be dealt with, same with, you know, stamping on the head. But even, say, Dylan's um, red card, and I said, oh, it's definitely a red card, in the sense that a guy's falling, things happen quickly. And I think, you know, we want people, and then the game, the the impacts now tackles are massive, and there's Mm. the whole drive to dislodge, whatever it is. So I think people just got to be very careful. Otherwise, the sanitisation of the game is just ridiculous. Yeah, Mm. yeah, I'd go along with that. Um... Well, one final question, but perhaps the most important question. Um, and take your time to think about it, because we can cut out all the dead time. We won't. We'll leave yeah. it in there to make you seem thick. Um, yeah. yeah. You're, you've read a lot of books, um, I'd imagine. 
um, or you've had them read to you, whatever. Um, yeah. Your favourite book of all time, if you had to give a book as a gift or the one you've enjoyed reading the most, whatever, your favourite book of all time, do you know what it is? Does this have to be a rugby book? No, no. God no, God no. God, no, no. Be Fifty no, no, Shades if you want. No, I... Oh, dear. Um, I don't really read... I don't think I read, read rugby books. I mean, I, you know, you pick them off the shelf, turn to the back, see if you're in them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, check, check the index. And, and basically, and, and if you're not, obviously it's not worth reading. If I'm not in it, it's, the book's missed the point, basically. Um, and if I am, I just read those bits and then put the book down. And that's it, thank you. Um, but... Uh, Will Carling was an absolute bellet. Put this down. This is a crap book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What does he know? Um, but I, a book, one that I, I read recently, which is was was really amazing, which does make me sound semi-intellectual, is the Better Angels of Our Nature. Have you heard of it? No. What's yeah, that? Like? Stephen yeah. Stephen Pinker. It's about how the world is basically becoming less violent despite everything the media pumps out there and it's the whole research and the statistics into how we are developing as humans and we're mm. becoming more just it is a fascinating book and it really is and um it goes against everything that's pumped out by the daily mail surprising that really yeah. um and and most of the tabloids that you know we live in this horrific age and uh, it was fascinating absolutely fascinating that is interesting um i will not that it'll interest you but i'll endeavor i try always try and we do re read the books that our guests recommend the one it's interesting on that i've just finished reading a book uh, called the sun which is it's a fictional book the sun as in not the sun up in the sky but someone's sun um and it's it basically describes life you know midway through the 19th century with apache indians scalping the whites and all that sort of stuff and white people disregarding every other race and butchering them on whenever they fancy it and whatever and the impression I was left with overall is that we hear an awful lot about how savage the world is now but compared with what it was like 150 oh, years ago it's just it's, yeah. geez, it's not it's it's incredibly tranquil so I think we are progressing it's just all the indiscretions are you know they're global within seconds so hopefully there's hope that's what yeah I'm and actually so all, all joking aside about all the other bits you just think it it was just it's a nice book to read that just contradicts most of the stuff that is pumped out down news channels, and it just was amazing and and quite heartwarming to think. Oh well, at least we are progressing slightly. <laughs> can I? Um, and, mm. Yeah. Can I recommend a book to you too that I read recently? You know, I, I read as well. No, we don't. Yeah, like, go on there. Yeah. I had to get a mental workout as well now and again. Um, Soldier Spy. It's a really good book. It's about an ex MI five operative um, who gets is now released into the wild world and doesn't know what he wants to do. He can't put anything on his CV, so it's, he finds it difficult to get jobs. But he tells some great stories about his time with MI5 and, and some of the spy work he did and some of the cases that you wouldn't have heard about, but he was involved in it. It's, it's honestly, it's gripping, mate. Um, oh, well, I'll... I think I'll, um, yeah, because I always need something read over, over Christmas, so I, I will go for that then. It's very it's got, good. It's, it's got, very good. It's got pictures in it as well because it's one of Shanks' ones, so it's, it's really good. Yeah, but possibly not the sort of pictures Shanks likes to no, too no, often evening. No, we can't talk about those. Um, no. Willie, it's been great to chat to you. We've really enjoyed it. Thank you for thank you for coming on, inverted commas, and yes. have a wonderful yeah. Christmas and love to the whole family from us. And oh, and to you, and I'm, I'm welling up in, in all sorts of ways. Mm. So, um, yeah. Okay. Hey, it's been, been fun. Thanks for the chat. And, uh, We're both nude. Uh, See you soon. Have a good Christmas. <laughs> Thanks, bye, mate. Bye. 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 That was a nice chat, wasn't it? Good, wasn't it? Yeah, we, we're going to get him on the show. Yeah. Shall we? That, I mean, we have to test them first online 
and uh, on the phone to check that yeah. they're up to it. Yeah. Um, his chat was good. <clears throat> Very good. The, the main issue is going to be... Especially for a bloke who's like my old man's age. Yeah. My old man's not got a chat like that. No. No, he just wants to, He just wants to go to Costco and buy everything in Costco. Yeah. Doesn't want to shop anywhere else just apart from Costco. wants to wear sandals or white socks. Yeah. You sure you don't need anything? No, I'm all right. What about... Hundred toilet rolls. No, fine. No, but fine. Will, but Will rolls in a operates in a different sphere, doesn't he? Well, you've you know, got to mate, when you live on a, in a place called Longacre Farm. Yeah, is that really something like that? I know, made it up. The, the biggest issue we're going to have is getting past security at his gates. It's quite hard to get in there, apparently, if you haven't got really hundred caps. Well, fifty caps, but hundred and fifty Welsh caps. Are his kitchens nicer than Jamie Oliver's? His kitchen. I he's tweeted and Instagrammed a couple of pictures. I think he might well have a nicer kitchen than Jamie Oliver. Yeah. Uh... Yeah. Anyway, I really enjoyed that's that chat. Time. That's big time, yeah. I really enjoyed that. So let's talk about some stuff. Sports personality of the year is a load of balls. I don't know why you watch it. I liked it. It just reminds me, mate, of all the good sport we've had through the last year. Does it? Some, yeah. Really good. Does it? Andy Murray won. Cracked a joke as well. Did he? He's good, mate, right? He was... He, I don't know where he was. He was out training somewhere. They had hired... They'd hired, they'd probably paid Lennox Lewis to go over there and present him the trophy. He's done that before Lennox Lewis. He presented someone else's once. Him. Again. Oh right! Oh right! Okay. Um, doesn't say anything, mate. Just it's bizarre. But last time I did it, it was really weird. Yeah. Like, why have you got him there? Yeah, he was just there. He presents it to um, Andy Murray. Like Andy Murray likes boxing. He said that you know he likes boxing, so it was okay. good for. Yeah, but you wouldn't say Lewis. that if you're standing next to Lennox, <laughs> wouldn't you? Love boxing, mate. Always have. You're the best. Yeah. Yeah. Doing a wanker sign when he's not looking. <laughs> <laughs> but he was there with a with a trophy that was blatantly broken. So oh, yeah? it's a camera, isn't it? It's an old school camera on yeah. top of a solid base, and there was a load of sellotape around it, and he was holding it up. And no it, way! It was one. Someone had dropped it, basically. Lennox, let's blame yeah, Lennox. Yeah, Lennox had dropped it, but he was doing it at the edge of a pool, mate. And there was some actually nice birds sunbathing in the background, all well, lying, all lying on the. Birds anymore, mate. Uh, actually, you can. Chicks. You can. You can. They were lying on sun lounges, all waving like that, and yeah. he, cr- he cracked a joke as well. Was it funny? It was all right. Yeah. He said he that his, his missus actually voted for Will Skelton um, for oh, sports yeah. personality. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you know who he is? Horsey geezer, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. And uh, he said, bit of a mistake that. Big mistake for her with Christmas coming up. That's all right. Yeah, so. You're right for mother. As in, as in, he's not going to buy her much. Probably just. Nine Rolexes. Gucci handbags. And four houses. And a Ferrari or a Porsche. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he won that, which was, which was good. And, and right, have, you, have you ever been on that? Yes. Did you win? Yeah, obviously. You're not a member? No. Well, I haven't won it three times like Muzzle. Andy Murray. Well, you, first you won it with Wales, it. is what I mean, when you won Grand Slams and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I won loads of them. Oh, God, too many to bloody remember. Which um, one was it? Oh, five. Got it. First one, <laughs> first one we won. Um, we're up for Team of the Year. So a few of us went down for that. It was held in Shepherd's Bush. Shepherd's what? <laughs> Shepherd's pubic region oh, was held um, in their offices there and we were up for team of the year so were unfortunately for us the England cricket team oh fix won the ashes didn't they oh god yeah yeah Remember oh you're that? never going to beat them mate no the waste no. of diesel going down there no but we did actually go up on stage for a bit and you know just point clap wave you know, yeah pretend to point at someone wave and clap yeah um, like Rocky Balboa running and, through the streets of Philly yeah mm. <laughs> exactly like that yeah. it was exactly the same the stairs and everything this big mm. statue at the top but there was we were strategically placed around the uh, the room and the hall so yeah. some of the boys were sat 
it's not as big as it is now. When you look at it last night, it was a massive hall. It was full of people. Right. Um, this is this is a bit like having it in a, in a pub. You know, there okay, were pub yeah. tables around the shop. <laughs> yeah. And there's probably five or six Welsh players, and we all sat very close together. Mike Ruddock, who was a coach at the time, yeah. was just sat in front of Pele. Pele was right, oh, right. Okay. Pele was right behind him. And so Pele presumably couldn't see much of the event. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he had the bus in front yeah, of him. Yeah, sat behind the bus. Anyway, Pele went up right, and Pele won something like the Lifetime Achievement Award or something like that. It was yeah. brilliant. You know, you saw clips and a montage of him. He had a big standing ovation. He said a few words and stuff, and he came back to sit down. He yeah. sat right behind Mike Ruddock in his seat that he was given, and Mike Ruddock. I was just looking at him. Mike Ruddock just doesn't even really look at him. Just leans back a little bit taps the back of his leg a few times like, reaches around the back of his chair yeah, well done boy like that <laughs> without just, even looking at it yeah and just carried on watching it oh, it was like it was like your dad would do to you if you cleaned your room or something like that if you put all your toys away well done fella yeah well done boy well done never ever met him before wouldn't, Pele would not have a clue who he was he gave him a little leg tap without even looking a little leg tap without oh, even looking just leant back well done boy brutes, well brutes, done boy brutes. um <laughs> But team of the year this year, <laughs> I know, man, we still laugh about it oh, now. Oh, that would have killed me, that. We were gone, mate. We were gone. I love Tears. that. Um, team of the year this year was Leicester City. Happy with that? Yes. Yeah. 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 There's a, a bit of social media angriness. Because bitterness. It because it wasn't GB hockey, maybe? GB hockey, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I loved watching them. Loved it. That might... It might have been in terms of single moments, my sporting highlight watching that. Uh, I was on holiday actually watching the GB hockey team win that. It was, it was bloody amazing. I loved it. But I think the. You odds... loved it so much. What was the score? Oh, no idea. Yeah, no. Same. 2 0. I did enjoy it. I think it was actually 3 2, wasn't it? Anyway, um, I did watch it. I watched the old They won on penalties. Exactly. Mm. So um, I. Mm. But I, the Leicester City thing, it's the length of the campaign, the odds stacked against them. The budget, never mind the teams, the budgets they overcame. I just think in, in the world, it's the biggest sport in the world as well. Most most played sport by a mile. How hard is it to get to the top of what you'd arguably say is the top league when you're not, you haven't got access to all the players that you know that sort of stuff. I just thought it was fabulous. Never going to happen again either. And is it, it? Like, it takes months and months and months playing week in week after week after week after week. It it isn't an inspired tournament. It's an inspired you know nine or ten months you know it's just it's I relentless was, I thought it was fantastic yeah so anyway that was on last night I know you didn't like it I didn't mind watching it just as a, as a catch up and I, was, I was busy last night mate I was at um, I was at a pub with some mates having dinner and um, I walked in and thought I've been here before a little place in the Cotswolds I've been here before oh you travel boy don't you I do mate yeah and um, got a nice car overnight. I never mentioned that so oh. I'm very lucky so anyway I walked in and thought I've been here and it was the time that we went to uh, dinner a few of us went for to meet Zara again and Mike Tindall name dropping them a little bit this time Zara and Mike Tindall for a dinner a little bit right? God. actually do, do you know Mike Tindall and Zara Phillips they I like them more than they like me yeah okay. so anyway uh, Tins was on a driving band so every time you went anywhere you had to go and pick him up right so I said Tins uh, do you want me to come, and buy, come by tomorrow and get you because the day before the lunch I te- dinner I texted him he said no you're alright I'll get my licence back tomorrow so I'll get myself there I'm sweet so we're sitting in this little pub in the Cotswolds and he's a bit late and you hear the <laughs> put into the car park and I love cars and motorbikes and yeah. so I look outside thinking what is that because it's like making the windows rattle and it's Tins one day after driving I must say driving sensibly I must say in a convertible white Bentley with 22 inch black rims like 
the only bloke in the world who come off a driving ban and get given a bloody Bentley to drive the next day. One of my one of my favourite cars you had was you had a silver BM before. You had to take the hard roof off though, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. It was a three thirty i convertible. Yeah. yeah. Got to remember it. I remember it. I remember everything about it. I love that car. Mm. It's a great car. I yeah. liked it as well. But I, you know, I, spending money on cars is stupid. And um, you have you've had two Porsches, mind in your uh, I had three actually. Okay. Um, thank you. But I I have spent money on cars. All, but all the Boxsters. Just let you know. Carry on. Go on. All nine elevens actually. Boxsters. No Boxsters. Um, Caymans. They were Caymans. No Caymans. No Cayman. <laughs> no Boxster. No Boxty. No, I I have spent money on cars. It doesn't. And I've I've never really been able to afford the ones I've had, but and I don't do it to show off. I never care about what other people think of my cars. I just love cars, and I just love to watch you get in and out of your Porsche. It's amazing. There's loads of room in a Porsche. Craig Cornell had a 911 at the same time as me. Yeah, twice the size and, of me. and he would also take five minutes to get out. He had to have an automatic, admittedly, because he couldn't work the clutch. wasn't enough room. Okay. But oh, there's loads of room in one of those. Yeah, God. Yeah. I even got one of the older, small ones. A while. Put the golf clubs in the back. Loads of room. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. It's not, yeah, as long as they're sort of telescopic golf clubs. As long as they're Fisher Price, it's mm. fine. But I have I have had some nice motors over the years, but I I don't regret it because I it's a passion of mine, so mm. I'm happy to in, indulge it when I've almost got enough money. But right now I don't have enough money to buy a Porsche, so I'm not going to buy one. So Alex King, next story, um, off to Wales to coach them in the Six Nations. Good lad, Kinger, great lad. Which makes me wonder. They brought Matt Sherritt in for the Autumn Internationals. Yeah. Um, I thought he might have got a shot at the Six Nations. Yeah. Maybe he Has turned he been it down. off then? I'm not, well, I'm not sure. But he was backs and attack coach for the Autumn Internationals. He's now not. Alex King has come in. Um, don't know too much about Alex King's coaching. I, I know, don't actually. As a player, I thought he was a brilliant player. Mm. Very good 10. Played for Wasps in the glory days. Quite, Plen- good, on, quite good on a stag though, apparently. Plenty of experience. Lovely bloke. Um got fired from Northampton experience means a bit lovely bloke means nothing good player means nothing um, I'm just saying it just in case he's I know, listening to the pod I, uh, but I think you hate him you told me that I, hate, I can't stand the guy I, I really like him I think there is a good chance that Northampton Saints have sacked two really good attack coaches mm. in him and Paul Grayson okay. that's what I think I could definitely be wrong it's a feeling I have that they are you know maybe they weren't I don't know. I don't know. I could be wrong, but what I think they're a bit scapegoaty. That's what he's got now coming into Wales is an unbelievable opportunity to work with some class players who haven't quite found the style of play they want to play. Um, there's a lot of ifs and buts about selection and who he's got to play with, but it'd be it'd be really good because he's basically got blank canvas now with Wales to try and turn them into an attacking team and yeah. not just and and not just a, a physical team, but yeah. actually to move the ball and to and to try and attack teams out wide yeah um, so I look forward to seeing that I, I look really forward do. to seeing it as well yeah. I'm, I'm positive about it hope it goes well for him so let's get through to some questions shall you, we have you got any lined up because I'm, I'm pretending I'm organised and I'm not got I'm looking stuff. Um, we got one from Craig Taylor on Twitter thoughts on Finn Russell compared to other home nations tens is a lion shirt optimistic on current form so how is he doing compared to Johnny Sexton compared to Far- uh, George Ford and Farrell I reckon he is fourth choice out of those four at the moment at the moment but he could start I think he hope. I hope he goes because I love watching him play I think he's brilliant and he could start a Lions test 
and become a superstar. We talk about these players going on the Lions tour only if they keep up this form because obviously you've got the Six Nations to come round in, in February, March and that's going to be a key indicator as to who Gatton is going to pick. Um, we had one from Alex Feeney about Connaught Rugby versus Wasps. Such a bad call under current rules. Yes, massive, massive faux pas. Um, thoughts on refereeing this weekend, particularly the French officials? From Richard Morrissey consistently poor consistently poor how's that yeah um, out here's here's one um, can I ask for a shout out for Robert Mason from the Beckenham Vets team yeah now I've been in Beckenham today that's where I was today um, it's, his, it's his birthday on 31st of December and he's turning 50 now this is from Dad Rogers Dad we don't do shout outs alright mate for Beckenham Rugby Club or for Robert Mason from the Vets team we don't do that sort of stuff so don't ask again okay okay there you fine. go um, but there you go there's your double shout out happy birthday um, here's a funny one that I don't quite get from it's some he's got some really weird Welsh name like Ardy is what he calls himself but it's Al Alquin 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 Welsh guy um, hello lads have you ever got it properly wrong with your coach like worried about your future in rugby let alone at the club let alone in the first team can you understand anything I just said have you have you read before mate when do you when you it's just like I don't I don't I don't get it and I so have you ever had any issues with your club coach which is you thought oh wow I might get the sack here or he's not picking me Am I, I did have I tell you, I did have one with um, Buck Shelford at Sarries when um, I he whatever I went on tour in 02 with England came back played against Bristol then Bath uh, for Saracens played two games and it was somehow I just felt great body felt great felt really clear about the game plan and stuff and they were the best games some of the best games I ever played those two they just felt I just felt great and right at the end the second game I got injured playing against Bath and hurt my shoulder finished the games it didn't, didn't really hurt that much then they did a little scan and it was knackered so I was out for six months in the World Cup year and I still maintain that's why I wasn't captain at the World Cup yeah um, well I haven't got an MBE whatever they've got um, so that so I'm injured for a little bit and they bring in a guy called Kershaw remember Kershaw the prop what was his uh, red hair guy Ginger John guy. no mm, Kershaw Andy Kershaw Nick alright alright Andy okay. Kershaw prop to play really, so they brought him in I think because I was injured or he's there anyway I can't remember anyway he played a lot when I was injured and I was still injured and I was just about to come back and Buck Shelfer called me into his office and he's like, hey, um, now after, first of all, after the first two games, he debriefed my first two games and I remember his words were like, mate, we're, you're, you're actually playing amazing. I'm like uh, kind of a different player from last season. His exact word was amazing, right? Now I wasn't amazing. I was amazing compared to what I've been like the last season. I just felt great and I thought, hang on, I might actually be all right here. Got injured and that was that. Um, and then... He calls me in when I'm still injured, nearly back. My arm's out the sling and all that stuff and I'm running around again. And he says, um, now uh, contract's up at the end of the season. I said, yeah, I know. He goes, you know, you never want to go into negotiations injured. I said, yeah, I know, it's a bit of a nightmare. He's like, look, um, difficult one, but if you've got other options as your agent looked around? I said, no, because I thought I'd be staying here. Like Nigel Ray's never given me the impression I'd be leaving here. And he was like, well, just, you know, what I would say is if you've got other options, do look at those. Um, yeah. And I said, so I'm cut, I'm getting cut like from the squad, thinking, well, I didn't expect that. Um, 
not because I was arrogant, because I played well and I just played for England and I was a young English prop and I didn't cost him that much then. And I was like, mm, okay. And he basically told me I was getting chopped. Anyway, I was like, wow, uh, really shell-shocked. So I came out still injured. I was like, oh my God, I haven't got a contract anymore and I'm injured, going to try and get another club halfway through a season. I was like, oh, geez. So then the next day, I remember Kershaw was at training or something and he was, a re- I remember him being a really nice guy and good company. And he said something along the lines of, happy days for me, happy days, yeah. Not, not, he didn't know I was getting cut, I hadn't told anybody. And he was like, um, he was he was basically saying, yeah, happy days, they've sorted me right out on uh, two or three years, whatever he said, decent, decent wedge, happy with that, happy with that. I remember him saying that. And I get a call, I, anyway, I, call the, I get a call from the CEO, uh, Mark Sindaby, I think his name was. Yeah. We went for a chat, he said, do you want to meet about your contract in a cafe up the road? So I took my agent up there and we had a chat that, the next week. And he started talking about like next year and give you a three year deal and who do you think we should sign? And I was like, what are you talking about? I've been cut. He's like, what? Buck told me. Mate, Buck got the wrong guy. <laughs> he literally told Kerr she was getting three years and told me I was getting the boot. Got Literally got the wrong guys. He'd been in the same club as us every day. I was bald, Kerr had ginger hair, I was in a sling. He was playing every week. He got the wrong guys, mate. You know, um, shocking. Gareth Jenkins, when Gareth Jenkins was coach of Wales during the 2007 yeah, yeah. World Cup. So his number two was Nigel Davis. Son Sam, now playing for the Ospreys and yeah. a couple of caps for Wales. And he used to do the team off the top of his head, like, as you should. You know, you've picked the team, you know the team. And he'd mm. go, 15, Gareth Thomas. 14, Mark Jones. He'd always let the Scarlets. Yeah. Put a bit more emphasis on the Scarlet. Mark Jones. Yeah. Mark Jones in a meeting. 13, Tom Shanklin. 12. 12. 12. Nige! Nige! Help me out. James Hook. James Hook. Number 12. He would get stuck doing the team. It would be brilliant. It would be. Ah, oh, mate. That's oh, what, he, he was that. an amazing bloke. He was oh, an amazing class bloke. that. Right, we've got a, a question here on Twitter from Rosk Urquhart. Are the current Glasgow Warriors the best ever Scottish club side? Yep. I can't remember a better one, but there might have that been. That means it's the best ever. If we can't remember it in the last three years, they're the best ever, mate. Come on. That's okay. how it works, isn't it? Right. Actually, a bit of a random one here from Andrew, which is um, probably one of your mates, mate, or Will Carlins, at Spandex Warrior. Um, excellent Champions Cup action, which leads me to my question. What is the Christmas Day meet of your choice? Well... Um, I I love turkey but I have turkey all year round if I can get it not every week because it's so lean mate because it is so lean it's who I am yeah. but turkey is about the easiest meat to dry out in my experience so what I tried recently was I've got a lot of different grills at home and this is not sponsored so I gave someone some money to, to, for this thing I've got something called a Traeger which I got from a place called Alfresco Chef up north got it online and it's an electronic digital digitally controlled wood pellet grill yada 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 Put your turkey in, leave it on a low temp. You basically slow cook, cook slow smoke your turkey with. Okay. I did it with some really nice pecan wood pellets and whatever, and I cut into it. And no joke, when you cut into it, the moisture literally burst out of the skin. Yeah. And my missus and a couple of mates have had round. Don't like turkey. Don't eat turkey at Christmas. Said this is the best turkey ever. And all I did was put it in, turn it on, and leave it. So turkey is back on the menu. I also like, um, beef's my favourite meat, but I don't eat it at Christmas because I eat it most days of the year anyway. But turkey and a big ham, a nice big ham is what I like. Yeah, I'm going to go for a turkey this year. And mm. I'm also going to go for a fillet 
wrapped in a sirloin steak oh stop yeah. it cow within a cow oh well played mate yeah that'd yeah. be lovely um, that's that'll do us won't it we've been going for hours I just want to go home now I've had a, qu- I've had a, a statement here from Midge Tabor um, didn't realise the BFG coach Leinster <laughs> Leo Cullen the polar bear I, w- I was in um, I went into a little fella a little wee fella called Andrew Dunn who played fly half at Leinster for a while Dunny Dunny Quinns and he came to Bath for a season or two just a little donner he's just the loveliest man in the whole world right just a, just a great guy loved the piss uh, just great value and everyone loved him at Bath and I went to his flat once in Bath and he had a mate round him and his mate had brought his girlfriend <clears throat> and his girlfriend and this girlfriend this is this could land me in trouble this because Leo Cullen's the sort of guy to chin people for this sort of thing anyway the girl was in there and I walked into the front room with little Dunner and I was like mate who is that she's fit and he was like it's the polar bear's sister like, who's the polar bear Leo Cullen <laughs> Leo Cullen's sister I was like oh my god she looks exactly like Leo okay it's really strange so you can see it in her face that it says his sister but gorgeous yeah beautiful oh. and more, more importantly a really really lovely Tall? Intelligent, intimidatingly intelligent person. Tall. Yeah. I, I don't remember. It's years ago, ten years ago now. But I remember being really, really um, uh, sort of reminiscent of Leo Cullen, but looking like him, but attractive. The, the, the pretty one. Yeah. Thank God it wasn't the other way around. Yeah. Because big, ugly rugby players can be attractive. To the some endorphins people. were kicking off. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Got it. Okay. Um, we're not going to have a podcast next week. We're going to have a bit of time off. We're going to come back to you after the new year. Yeah. Um, it's Christmas, isn't it? You know. Mm. be chilling out a bit eating yeah going for walks I'm working over Christmas though boy yeah same same I'm doing Boxing Day me too Derby mm. yeah. me too watching a game in the box <laughs> oh a few I'm commentating on Bristol Worcester actually are you that oh, could, be, that could, that could be, be good yeah it could be a good one then Twickers on the 27th that, it doesn't stop mate it just doesn't stop no it's really oh, I just want to give something back feel for you mate the game gave me so much I just want to give something back feel for you and your Range Rover um, <laughs> so if you want to get in contact with us um Twitter at Flats and Shanks yes Facebook Flats and Shanks Flats and Shanks and also email which is contact at flatsandshanks.com yeah we love you all very much please review us and say nice things and because it's Christmas yeah Merry Christmas ta-da even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky, smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. 
Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a woman-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.